This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor Michael, we got another great question going in a little different direction today. Is it sin to encourage or allow non-Christians to partake in communion? So every Sunday at Village, there are a number of non-Christians. And there's this moment in the service where um, they everybody's taking communion and they're wondering, should I? I don't want to look like... like a non-Christian or a bad person. And there's there's a weird social pressure in that right. moment. They don't feel like they should be singled out. Right. And, and we try to not make a big deal of it because really nobody cares. I mean, nobody's like looking at you and thinking, oh, you're not taking communion. Like this is a big deal. Right. So growing up um, Catholic, I went to a Protestant church growing up and then a Catholic school. And uh, needless to say, when I went to my Catholic high school, all boys Catholic high school, um, the priest one day was giving communion. And I said, you know what? For nine years, I've been watching everybody go take communion. I'm sick of just sitting down while everybody walks over me every single day or every single oh, week. Oh, your rebellious side's coming and out. And I was like, you know what? Forget this. I probably said worse words. But I'm like, forget this. Like, I'm going to go take communion. So I go up, put my hand out, and the priest um, – by the way, the priest knows my whole family. I was the fourth fueling boy to go through this school. Okay. He knew my mother. My mom left Catholicism um, and then had tons of questions for this guy, particularly. So um, he knew us. And um, so he gives me the elements and then he looks up and he notices it's me. And he gives me that look like you're in trouble, <laughs> you're buddy. In trouble dude. Like that, you should not have done that. And uh, I was like, you know, forget it. So um, because in my mind, it didn't mean anything like in their brain. Um, I am not a, a functional Christian. I mean, right. from their perspective, especially this this school's perspective, if you're not a Catholic, you're not a Christian. You know, Correct. that's what yeah. some would believe. So, um, so in my brain, I'm like, well, who cares anyways? I don't believe what you believe, and it's just a piece of bread and some juice. So whatever. And, but I, I totally understand that experience of you know what? I'm in a church. I don't believe what they believe, and who cares? And I don't want to be singled out. And, and if I don't take it, then people are going to come up to me and be like, "Can I pray for your soul?" And mm. now that's not what happens at Village. Is it? I'm, not at no, all. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Um, but um, we, we get back to this point, like, okay, is God going to come down and, like, kill you and smite you with fire? Remember that time, Tim, in church when somebody got burned alive by God? I, I don't in, remember that time. Uh, oh, you weren't there Not at that. all. That was a joke. That never happened. Okay. Here's what we tell people. When you come to village, we say, if you're not a Christian, would you please not partake of the elements? Because there's a reason for this. We're not right. just arbitrary. We're not trying to single people out. Because when you partake of communion, when you take that bread and that juice and you put it in your mouth and you swallow in that moment, that is a proclamation that you have personally trusted in the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross for your sins. Right. And We're trying so, to help them not to make a false profession of something that's not true for themselves. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't want you to come and be a liar. Like if right. you're singing our music and you don't believe it, well, don't sing, you know? And so some people have said, okay, where do you even get that from? And it's from first Corinthians eleven twenty six. And here's what Paul says. He says, as often as you eat this bread and you drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we tell people, if you don't believe it, don't proclaim it. Mm -hmm. That would be a lie. Um, now, the question is, is anything really, really bad going to happen if you do? Like, why do we forbid it? We, we primarily forbid it so that people don't make a false pr profession or lie. 
But in 1 Corinthians 11, where Paul's talking about communion, he has this uh, a few verses that are really, really strict. Now, I, I want the listener to keep in mind, um, these warnings are not written to non-Christians. To Christians is who they're written to. Yes. So like um, they would gather, they would have a feast every Sunday when they met, they would eat and drink and it was fun. It was a party. Um, but let's be honest, Tim. In Corinth, they were a little jacked up. They had up. some problems. <laughs> Just some problems to say the least. And so Paul's like, look, you guys are coming together for church and one of you is drunk. Another mm-hmm. one of you is sitting there with your belt unzipped and your belly hanging out, totally stuffed, while you have a poor person who's not even allowed to be in the same room, and they're, they get to eat the crumbs off the table after the rich people are done mm-hmm. eating. Are you kidding me? And Paul is, he's just mad. And mm-hmm. so these people are not just making a mockery of church. They're making a mockery of communion. They're making right. a mockery of the whole experience of worship. They're making mm-hmm. a mockery of the body of Christ. Okay, so context. Now, here's what he says. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Here's what he's saying. Don't go into communion flippantly, treating people like a piece of dirt And then you get drunk off of communion. Like you're Mm -hmm. making a mockery of what Jesus did on the cross. He came to bring the church together to level the playing field, rich, poor, Jew, Gentile, male, female. You are all one in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You're all sinners and now you're all sons and daughters. Okay. So like, who do you think you are? That's basically what he's saying. Verse 29, anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, this could be one of two translations, discerning the body the church, the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. like looking and seeing who's around him and who needs what, or the other could be discerning the actual elements and what they stand for. Either way, we need to do both, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And this is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. Mm. Yes. Um, So whatever was happening in Corinth, um, it really, really, really angered God. But here's the deal. This has nothing to do with non-Christians. Right. It has everything to do with Christians. And so when people try to apply this and say, look, if you take communion and you're not a Christian, God might kill you. Look, this has, has nothing to do. It has no bearing on that whatsoever. Right. The only legit thing we can look at a non-Christian and say is, look, don't take it. Because if you do, um, what you're doing is giving a false profession. Right. And there's no need to do that. You don't need to do that here. Um, and so, uh, is it a sin to encourage or allow non-Christians to partake in communion? Um, I would say, is it a sin? I, I, I don't feel comfortable encouraging right. um, or allowing. If they do, am I going to shut them down and be like, non-Christian in the audience, you right there, stand up, <laughs> no, you no, partake no, no, of no. communion inappropriately. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's probably really loud in your car if you're listening. So, um, is it a sin to allow or encourage? No. We just don't do it right? because we don't want to make them more of a liar. Mm-hmm. You know? So uh, I hope that helps. And again, um, some people are listening to this and um, you really believe that there are, I'll just say, supernatural things happening in the bread and the wine or the bread and the juice. And that's just not our teaching. The Bible actually right. never ever states that anything happens to the elements in they any way, shape, or form. represent the body and blood of Christ. Right. And, um, and so – 
really one of the points of communion is we do this to remember, remember. what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is a sacred moment, but the elements are not sacred. Um, they point to something greater. They're shadows or types or substances that point to the shed body and blood of Jesus Christ. But in and of themselves, it's just bread and juice or bread and wine or whatever your particular church uses. So if a non-Christian wants to eat it, eat it, I say, you know what? Don't do it for any other reason than you're hungry. <laughs> That's about all I have to say. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Please do us three favors. Submit a question to our podcast by going to our church website, vcob.org, and just click on that link that says Q&A podcast question. Second, share this podcast with a friend, a family member, or someone you work with. And third, review this podcast by going to the iTunes store. If you don't know how to do that, just listen to the tutorial at the end of this podcast. Join us next time when we answer the question, is there anything in scripture that tells us how often to or not to take communion? A one minute tutorial on leaving ratings and reviews. Step number one, do not open your podcast app, but open the iTunes store app on your phone or iPad or the iTunes store on your computer. Step number two, go into your search engine and type in the words Village Church of Bartlett. Step number three, use your eyes and see the purple podcast labeled Village Church Q&A podcast and then click it or push it. Step number four, click ratings and reviews. It should be right in the middle of your page and you will have the opportunity to give us five stars. Five stars. stars. Please give us five stars. And right underneath that will bring us to step number 435,000. You will see the words, write a review. Click that, write your review, preferably if it is a kind review, we'd appreciate that. And you'll have the opportunity to write a title and a review. Your title is the name of your review, like Pastor Tim is beautiful. Pastor Michael is so lovely and wonderful. And then in your review, you actually write your comments, your feedback, your genuine, honest, candid thoughts on this podcast. Step infinity. 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 Submit it. And you're all done. And on behalf of everybody here at the Village Church Q&A podcast, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And we want to get this content into as many hearts and hands as humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs>